You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I'm not having a fit up here listening to this music tonight. Uh, It's just a blessing. You know, God's people ought to come to church and be able to say amen once in a while. Praise the Lord and God is good. So, well, you don't know I had a hard day. Well, get over it. While entering his his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, praising his explosion. It's a shout. It's a joy. It's a happiness. It it is to say, I want to boast of God. I don't really want to boast of the Republicans or the Democrats tonight. It's a swamp. But I can sure rejoice in who he is, Jesus. What a God we serve. Brother Joe is soon going to graduate. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. Grew up under the ministry of Brother Joe Arthur. And we didn't know if he was going to be normal when he came here four years ago or not. He traveled all summer for us, preaching every night somewhere, the gospel quartet. And our students, I think when you blew in here four years ago, we kind of wondered who you were, Brother Joe. Everybody loves Brother Joe Motes. God's hand is upon his life. I probably should have had you just preach tonight, but I'm not going to let you. We'll be on our way momentarily. Brother, Brother Motes, just say a word of praise to our Lord and then lead us in prayer, will you please? Yes, sir. Well, I believe not a one of us could stand up here tonight and honestly say that God has not been good to us. I think all of us can look through our life, and yes, we've had our moments, I'm sure, and there have been days where we could say they were rough or they were disappointing, but God's never disappointed us. And tonight, we all can lift our hand and say God's been good to us, and we surely do have so much to be thankful for. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for just being God. And Lord, you're not just God, but you're a great God. And as we've heard tonight, you're a faithful God. You're a good God. You're a God who's always on time. You're a God who has not changed. You're a God who leads us and guides us and directs us. And your sweet unseen hand has brought us to this moment. And I believe your sweet unseen hand will lead us safely on. Thank you for heaven. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of God's word that has carried us to this point. Father, I pray you bless the preaching. Bless the man of God as he stands to preach tonight. Use him in a mighty way. May we all leave this place with our eyes looking up towards heaven and a thankful heart on the inside of us because you have been so good to us. Thank you so much, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. As you're seated, the, uh, he had no idea I'd call him, but the prayer thrilled my heart for this reason. Uh, there was about nine groups tonight, I think maybe ten, and everyone had a theme, and he just prayed every one of the themes. He caught it tonight. I think that's how you come to church. You get these things, and then you just sing about them all the time. Think about them and ponder them. What a tremendous passage before, he, uh, before us tonight. God, God wants my life to bring praise to his name, to, to boast. And it, by the way, means to shine. It's not dark. It's happiness. There's joy. The Bible says that we should be to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1, 7. Ephesians 1, 12. We, we to be on, on to be t- to praise His glory. Everywhere we go, we ought to bring some sunshine, some boast. Look what God did. I ran into a fella at the uh, 
at early this morning, I was getting ready to go on the radio, and I stopped and picked up a cup of coffees for the fellows that were going to be with me real early. And uh, I, I ran into a fellow behind me, and he just, he just, just was a blessing to talk to. And um, I, I bought him a cup of coffee. Hey, so pray, he didn't say praise the Lord. He said something like that. Praise the Lord. God's good. And I said, he's always good. Man, we had a time in that coffee shop just talking. He goes, I'm glad the Lord allowed me to see you. You know, I was going down the road. I'm from San Ramon. I was going down the road. I was going to stop over there and get a coffee. But it seemed like the Lord said, stop here. And I said, i tell you why. You refreshed my heart. Sweet black man, just sweetest guy. I'm going to be a black preacher in heaven. I'll tell you that right now. We just, we just got it on today. It was just a blessing. You know, today I want to bring praise to God. The Bible says I'm to, uh, why I should praise him. Uh, what I praise him for is righteousness. I praise him for his holiness. I praise him for his name. I praise him for his power. All that's found within the word of God. Why to praise him and then how to praise him. With singing, with instruments, with the congregation, with my mouth. That's how I don't praise him. But tonight, it's not necessarily why or how or where. But I want to speak to you for these brief moments on the absence of praising. I was so afraid to be a pastor. How do you understand people? People are so easy to understand. I see them not singing. I know they have a problem. It's not me. Well, I'm leaving that church. No, no, no. It's not the church. It's not the pastor. Amen. It's not the Bible. It's not fundamentalism. On and on it goes. You know why people can't get happy about God? Can't shine about God? Cannot shout about God? Cannot boast about God? It's just, I, I had to stop by the store over here today and pick up something for my wife. And I stopped by the store as I was coming home. And the checker, I said, how you doing? And she knows my wife and she knows her sister. And she knows I'm the pastor here. I said, how you doing? She said, praising the Lord. And oh, we had the best time talking in line about how good God is. You ought to be able to shout in the grocery store. You ought to be able to shout at the, at, the, at the coffee shop. You ought to be able to shout, I do, at the stop sign and the stoplight. I'm not boasting about Jesus all the time. I'm ticked off. Well, we won't go there. Well, folks, when they've got their head down, you know what they're doing. They're not praying. I said this the other night. I want you to know tonight there's the absence of praise in our churches if we're not careful. There's the absence of praise in our walk with God. How many was the last time you were reading your Bible and just you're, you're busting out all over the place? I'm just, I'm just so excited that I'm saved. I'm so thankful that I'm American. I'm so thankful that I live in this country where the word of God can still be preached. I'm thankful for, well, I know, well, we've got all these problems in America. I don't want to talk about all the problems. I want to talk about the goodness of God in America, the grace of God in America. Why, why is there an absence of praise? Well, I think it's very obvious. When I praise, I'm connected this way. He has the preeminence right here. 
And when he has the preeminence in my life, and he has increased in John 3.30, and I have decreased, it's just automatic. I will praise him. I will praise him. Praise the Lamb for sinners slain. When I start thinking about the Lord Jesus and his goodness and grace and reading his word, I love, I love it, especially early in the morning getting in my office. And I'm reading my Bible and praying long before anybody comes. And I'm just, I get in there and I lock all the doors, I shut the doors, and I just start singing. And sometimes as I read my Bible, just, I, just, I just get so happy about what God's done in my life. And it sounds good when I sing to me and to God. And that's about where it ends right there. You know, my Bible says this, listen to this. In the book of Corinthians, oh, the church at Corinthians, they were carnal. Only church God said was carnal. And they were carnal. And uh, they, were, they were not right with God. But things got, from, chapter, from 1 Corinthians 1 to chapter 16, he exposes all the error. But you get to 2 Corinthians, and they got things right with God. But one thing he reminded them about, there was a brother apparently that sinned in the congregation. I don't know what the sin was. I think it's perhaps one of those sins back there in 1 Corinthians chapter about number 5 and 6. It seems like it may have been a moral sin. And I'm not suggesting we ever cover sin. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, he said, I, uh, I want you to know if any have caused grief he hath not grieved me, but in, in part, yes, it, it's affected me. Sufficient to such a man is the punishment which was inflicted of so many. In other words, the church attacked him, apparently. But he says, here's the, is the issue. So that contrawise, you ought to rather forgive him and comfort him. Perhaps such a one will be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. He said, to whom, if you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it, it's for your sakes I forgave it, lest Satan should get the advantage. Do you know when we have an absence of praise? Mark it down. There's always a root of an unforgiving spirit. If you cannot forgive my, my, my mother, my dad, my brother, my sister, my cousin, my aunt, my uncle, there's someone. When we possess an unforgiving spirit, you'll not praise. I don't want anything between my God and my Savior, and I don't want anything between God and his people. When God uses the word forgive it, that is a banking term. It means to remit or to cancel. The debt's been paid. Release it. And when I cannot release something in my life, the problems with me, I, I have to come to a point that I can learn to forgive others. I've been working on a message I'm going to preach, and I love the ministry. I'm hanging on to every day. But pastoring in 2000. And 23, 
is totally different than passing in 1975 when this church was begun, began. We didn't have the internet. I, I, I don't pastor all of you because most of you have an internet pastor. I can't keep up with your internet pastor. You can design your own church now. We're getting people off in every ism and every cult and every reason quitting church. You know you have a class, like all of us have adult classes, and, and, and people are, it's rotating. Say, well, our church is growing. I know, but guess what? There's always people coming and going. We have folks that watch our service. I don't, I've never seen our service. I don't watch it and see how it all goes. I've never watched myself preach. I'd probably be discouraging. But, but he said to me the other night, just one, one, one platform, is that what you call it? One platform, Sunday night, 11,000 people watching our service on this platform, let alone all the other, other platforms and all the shares. It's just an amazing thing. And I'm so thankful that God has allowed us to have an influence. But I, you folks that watch, I am not your authority. I would hope that you would realize if you have a pastor, he is your shepherd. And if I'm not supplementing and encouraging and, 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 and reinforcing what your pastor's preaching, then shut us off. I am not going to come and and make a hospital visit on you. I am not going to have a funeral for you. I'm not because I have my own flock. You be careful about all these winds of doctrines. And well, on this website, we just got to trash everybody who's a Christian. That's going to destroy you. And I tell you, every person like this that has that spirit has an unforgiving spirit. Normally, not to the person they're trashing, but it normally goes back to their home their childhood, their root, angry at dad, angry at mother, anger, with, anger at the home. I don't know as much as you folks. I don't even know how to use a computer. But I tell you something, I know people, I know people, uh, things about life people. It's not hard to read them. I, I, can, I can see someone right in a, in a few moments talking to them. Uh, there, uh, there's, a, there's an issue. I can see with couples. I, I can, I, I, whether they're holding hands and uh, got their arm around one, and I, I generally can tell what it's all about. I can read teenagers. I'm not smart like you folks. Computer, no. Brilliant mind, no. But you don't look in the faces of thousands of people every single day of your life all the time, people, 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 without beginning to understand people. And do it for 50 years. You know why people walk around with the mully grubs? Generally an unforgiving spirit. Mad at a situation. Mad at a person. You know the second reason is pride. I cannot bring praise to him when I have pride with myself. I, I'm so important. Look who I am. I was taught in college. Never, I was taught, maybe I was taught wrong. But Dr. Scoville said, now, boys, never, never listen to yourself. You're preaching or you're singing. And I know that perhaps you could learn something from it. But he said, one, it will discourage you how bad you are. And two, you'll trap yourself with pride. 
Be careful. Because we can give a great talk. Oh, God's so good. God's so great. God's so wonderful. God's so good. But I'm pretty good myself. You just dethroned God and elevated yourself. He must increase. I must. And we all have pride. Pride is part of the Adamic nature. And I'll tell you, when people don't praise God, it's because one, they have an unforgiving spirit. Or two, they're full of themselves. They boast of themselves. Or Galatians 5, verse 20, they have hatred in their heart. God says when you're unthankful, you'll be a person of hatred. You say, boy, I tell you what, I hate this person. And you cannot give praise to God. Because our God, someone said it here tonight, God loves us. And our God is a loving God. Number four, and I'm done, we become self-absorbed. Paul said, I could make my boast of myself, his Ephesians chapter 3, his pedigree, his languages, his education under Tertullian. He could say all these things that he had. But he says, what those things that counted gain to me, that I count them for loss. I count them as dung that I may win Christ. He said, not that I've apprehended. He said, but I want you to know this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable to his death. Fanny Crosby in 1869 wrote us a wonderful song. Fanny Crosby was born with, you know the story, eyesight. She could see. And a man who claimed to be a doctor who had no ability to practice medicine said, I think we need to put a mustard plaster on her eyes when she was six weeks old. The mother put that mustard plaster on with that apparently doctor's approval, and he wasn't a doctor, and she lost her eyesight. Fanny Crosby has written over 8,000 hymns and poems. Fanny Crosby was the first and only lady to lay in state in the Capitol. Fanny Crosby was the first lady to ever speak to the Capitol. In uh, the year of 1842, she was 23 years of age. John Quincy Adams was sitting there, and as she spoke as a blind lady, and spoke so much about the Lord and his greatness and his goodness. They said that John Quincy Adams began to weep and weep uncontrollably at the very presence that you felt like you were in the presence of a, a saint of God, a holy woman of God that knew God. And she wrote in our psalm book, this song on page, and you won't need to turn there, 566, let me just, let me read it for you just to keep us moving here. Praise him, praise him. Jesus, our blessed redeemer, 
Sing, O earth, his wonderful love proclaim. Hail him, hail him highest, highest. Not the lowest, I'm not the highest. No one else is the highest. Archangels in glory, strength and honor give to his holy name. Praise him, praise him, Jesus our blessed redeemer. Three great stanzas. And I want to say tonight that as a child, she early began to understand that God loved her. Her dad was not on the scene. Her mother, Brother Reimers, because you're from Connecticut, her mother realized about age nine of Fanny Crosby, she could not care for her by herself. Uh, they moved to a place called Ridgefield, Connecticut. I don't know if you've ever been there. Connecticut's so small, you can cross the whole state in about an hour, I believe. His dad works in Massachusetts, I think, and you live in Connecticut. It's just right there. And they went there, and they went to the, that region of Connecticut because Grandma was there. You know, they say, she said that Grandma became the most important person in her life because mother had to work to provide. Her grandmother loved God and taught her the Bible. Her one vision in life, her goal in life, was to be a school teacher. And she was able to do that eventually. Before she entered into formal education, and she was not allowed to go for several years, she had memorized Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the Gospels, Psalm, Proverbs, Ruth, Song of Solomon, and very large portions of the entire New Testament. They said Fanny Crosby is so amazing because always her hymns and songs always elevated, not herself and not her issue, but it always elevated Christ. Penny Bridgman would know Dr. Rick Adams. He came to your home and led your family to Christ. Your mom and dad are in glory because of him. He sends me a text every single Saturday, and I ask him permission if I could read this text or give an excerpt of it. He told me this last Saturday about near, the, uh, near Chile, there's an island called Plictet Island. And on that island... A missionary, Brother Alan Gardner, he went there to try to win people to Christ. In 1851, he died on that island at age 57. They said he died of disease and starvation. There was no food. And he had given his life to those people on that island to get the gospel to them. When they finally found his body laying there, just, just bones, just so thin, they found a diary, and you could see as he made his last entry, his hand must have been quivering. And as they read the diary, here's what his last words were as he was dying of disease and starvation. I quote, I am overwhelmed with the sense of God's goodness to me. 
he was still praising God. Through it all. Sing with me, please. Through it all. I've learned to trust in I've learned to trust in God. I've learned to trust in God. Let's stand together through please song. Oh, through Could we do this this week of Thanksgiving? Enjoy the turkey and the dinner and the fellowship and the football and decorating the house, whatever you're going to do. Enjoy it all. Enjoy family. Bring all praise to Him. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.